This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Jesus Christ, you better... Sir? Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh Uh-oh. I want to kill those kids. Uh oh. Uh oh. Is this a joke or what? Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy. With me, as always, is Beef. Hey. And Mr. Adam Tiss. Hello. Uh, we're still in Bristol. <laughs> still here. We're still in weeks. We're still in Bristol, and um, we're just recording our third episode, which will be the second one you hear. It's all out of order; doesn't matter. Um, but we're still here, and it's my turn. So yeah, it's exciting. How you guys doing? It's normally it's weird because normally we go like, "How you guys been?" But we already spoke about it. Yeah. So I guess we'll go straight into pretty, the episode. Pretty good from the last time I saw you. Yeah, we recorded Shakespeare this morning. We just went out for a nice uh, lunch. It was delicious, and uh, now we're back, and it's the afternoon. Sunshine, birds are singing. Yeah. So do you guys know what we're doing today? Uh, Yeah, kind of, but I don't know. I feel like there's more, I don't know. Just do you know? What? What he's talking about today. I heard earlier. What is it? Weird phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So the episode is going to be called Weird Phone Calls. Awesome. Is it kind of like um, the weird media one that you did before? Um, kind of. What it is, this is almost like, we've talked about, so, on the show before, on episodes we've already done, we've talked about, we've played audio from phone calls, and it's always kind of weird to hear a bit of a phone call related to a strange situation. So, um, we played the, uh, Brandon Swanson, we didn't actually play it, we didn't actually have the audio for it, because not all these I have audio for, because they're like recorded, they're kept for records or whatever but on the strange disappearances i don't know if you remember i talked about a guy called brandon swanson who was missing in his car and then he his car broke down and he called his parents and they're on the phone to him and he could see strange lights in the distance he's like yeah i'm walking towards him and stuff like that and um, he was never seen again yeah and i had the transcript of the phone call yes yeah very very odd situation i remember yeah and another famous one we talked about was the area 51 call 
where the guys calls into Art Bell. Art Bell, mm. yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And yeah. we played that, and that's a great one. That's so a I, great one. yeah. So I thought, oh, they're these kind of creepy, aren't they? They were both really yeah. compelling phone calls that we spoke about. So I was like, how many more weird phone calls are there out there? Amazing. And in the middle of it's this episode, idea. I almost gave up on it. Because when I'm looking online for like weirdest phone calls, creepy phone calls, all that stuff, everything that came out was really depressing. Because people make these lists and they go, oh, the creepiest phone calls you'll ever hear. And I start listening and they're like 911 calls of like people screaming because there's a murderer in the house. That's not unexplainable. Not That's just horrible. Yeah. And I don't want to listen to people crying on the phone. That, you like, get ones like yeah. 911 um, 9-11 yeah, that was always come up on every like, list. I'm like, I don't need... That's not unexplainable. That's no, just horrible. It's just horrible to listen to. It's tragic. Yeah. So I almost gave up because it was just too depressing. And then I found a few more. And in the end, I've got eight weird phone calls. Amazing. Amazing. And we're going to do this mystery board style. It's mystery board this. And what's interesting about these phone calls is each one is almost like a callback to a previous episode we've done already. Okay. So each of these things is the name of a previous episode we've done. Yeah. Okay. So you get to pick previous Weird Tales episodes and we can revisit them, but like a strange phone call related to that topic. Is this kind of like one of those Friends episodes where they flash back to loads of old scenes? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to use Tiss's Tiss's living room door. I'm going to see one here. We've got the mystery door. Let's do it. The scary door. You're entering the vicinity of an area adjacent to a location. The kind of place where there might be a monster or some kind of weird mirror. These are just examples. It could also be something much better. Prepare to enter the scary door. Number stations. They're just posters. Weird London. Wow. JFK. This is really exciting. Ghost stories. Serial killers. Mothman, Weird Web, Internet Mysteries, and Cryptozoology are the eight previous episodes. Uh, Some of them are ones we've not, I don't remember really, because we did them so long ago. Yeah, exactly. This is a real mixed bunch of episodes that we've done in the past. That's cool. Um, So do you guys have a preference over who goes first? Don't mind, Tissy. I'll go first. Okay, what do you want to choose? JFK. I knew he was going to go for JFK. I was this, JFK or number stations. This is a great it's one. Literally, what is between? No. Yes. And you, I can see your brain ticking. <laughs> the hamster wheel turning. <laughs> so this is really good. This one. Did you pick the best one? I love this one. I, I went through all these with Becca because I had some others as well, and I sort of whittled it down to these ones. And some of these have got more meat to them than others. Some of them, it's just like a quick thing. Mm-hmm. But this is really juicy. So I don't even remember the JFK episode. It was like a real favourite of ours. Yeah. And by the end of that, we were like pretty unanimous in like, this was a cover-up. This, I don't even think this is a conspiracy. This happened. There's too many facts to the JFK thing. But I don't remember you talking about the uh, phone call that uh, was received that morning by a switchboard operator. Uh, and if you, remember if you did, it was only briefly. Don't I've got some more, more meat on that, basically. I might not have mentioned it. It might have been very brief. I didn't hone in on it. But I remember the phone call placed. Didn't it mention the grassy knoll? This is what the phone call said. Yeah. Okay. The grassy knoll. So, um, 10 a.m. one morning, a switchboard operator received a call from a woman. What morning was it? Sorry, the morning of... When? Or just a morning. Okay, sorry. Okay. You're ruining my dramatic reading oh, of sorry, it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, go again. So- 10 a.m. one morning, a switchboard operator received a call from a woman. She was whispering and said that the president would die in 10 minutes. 
that morning, <laughs> November 22nd, 1963, the morning that JFK was shot. Right? Wow. So she rang at 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. And she said, he's going to die in 10 minutes. Did he die at 10.10? 10? Um, I'm doing it again. So 10.10 10 came, yeah. nothing happened. Okay. The woman was still on the phone, though. She'd been on the phone all that time. To, just, just, to the switchboard to operator. operator. Yep. And then she basically said the time was going to change. Right? Okay. So the quotes are, she said, um, quote, the president is going to die at 10.30. Then she continued to like talk. She was kind of getting like babbling, saying lots of like crazy stuff. In amongst the stuff she said, uh, I've got two quotes. The Supreme Court, there's going to be a fire in all of the windows. The second quote is, the government takes over everything, lock, stock and barrel. But she was just like saying loads of stuff. So they're kind of thinking she's fruitcake. She's just saying loads of conspiracy theory nonsense. Yeah. So they didn't really pay attention to the fact that she said he was going to die at 10.30. Um, she disconnected the phone at 10.25. JFK was shot at 10.30. Mm. He was supposed to arrive earlier right. than when he was shot. At 10.10? Well, presumably. he. What happened was, basically, the motorcade and that were like, come on, like trying to hurry him up. But he was uh, talking to the public a lot, talking to the crowd, shaking lots of hands, shucking and jiving, you know, talking to the public. And it delayed the whole thing. Right. So had that not happened... 1010 could have been the time. During the phone call with the woman and the switchboard operator, as it got to like 1010, the woman said to the switchboard operator, like, just hang on a second, I need to make another call. Put the phone on the side, didn't hang up, and then was like talking on another phone. Right. But she couldn't really hear what she was saying. And then she could hear the switchboard operator saying, you know, are you okay? What's going on? And she said, yeah, just hang on a second, I'm making another call. Right. Put the phone back down, carried on this conversation. When that call ended, she picked up the phone and that's when she said, yeah, it's not going to, it's going to be 1030 now. Whoa. So it's like she was getting the information she was speaking to that he was delayed. To not Lee Harvey Oswald. So. To remember the FBI or something. So is this a coincidence? Are these crazy ramblings? Because it seems to fit perfectly. But yeah. bear in mind that every single day people are calling up, making crazy calls that the president's going to die. Do you, is that something that I mean? It must be, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I guess they must. Get Most days they must. They got to have crazy calls of people like the president's going to die, like that sort yeah, of thing. Particularly now. Yeah, especially yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so that's crazy. Do you think there's any weight to that? Uh, I mean. It is a bit coincidental, isn't it? It's a bit coincidental that she made a judgment and then there was another phone call. Yeah. If it was just that she was like, oh... Uh, the fact that it's the exact time is weird. Yeah, that is odd. Because you're like the JFK man, you did the JFK episode. Yeah. Do you think this is, has any link? Absolutely. 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 You'll have to Amazing. move the mic. Getting closer. Absolutely it does. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's got to. It's so blatant. Well, I've got another wrinkle to this story, and this is the bit that makes it really juicy to me. Yeah. Right. Okay, so the a lot of conspiracy theorists and people who believe the JFK conspiracy have kind of... They think they've worked out who this caller is. Right. Ah. Um, so you may or may not have heard of this woman, but a woman named uh, Karen Kupsonet. She was an actress um, at the time. Okay. And um, But she hasn't been in films for a long time. Now, her father was friends with Jack Ruby. And Jack, I don't know if you remember the name Jack Ruby. Right. Jack Ruby was the man who shot Lee Harvey Oswald. 
Really? So he, the theory is that he silenced Lee Harvey Oswald because Lee Harvey Oswald was, Oswald was the patsy. Yeah. Um. So when Lee Harvey Oswald was like, I'm a patsy, you know, this is bullshit, I didn't do it. Yeah. Then he got shot a few days later. Yeah. Whilst he was being moved and Jack Ruby's the man that shot him. So wow. people think it was his daughter that called up. Um, she might have had advanced knowledge of the situation that was going on. She heard her dad talking about it. Obviously, I, I believe in the JFK conspiracy. I think it's it's real. Yeah. So I would say, like, the man who shot Levy Harvey Oswald was doing it to silence him. Therefore, he knew the assassination was coming up beforehand. Therefore, he may have been speaking about it. Therefore, his daughter might have heard him speaking about it. Yeah. Right. So the reason, the main reason that people think it might have been her, other than the fact that she is his daughter, um, and I said she hasn't been in films for a long time, that's because she was murdered five days after. Uh, five days after JFK. Really? Wow. She was murdered in mysterious situations, crime unsolved, found dead in her home. The only oh, other person who may have had information on it. Cover up. Yeah, proper cover up. Crime never solved. That stinks, doesn't it? That is a stinky, stinky phone call. To me, like, the thing with the JFK assassination is it all adds up. Everything just falls into place to be like, this is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. If it was um, Lee Harvey Oswald in the book depository, the facts don't really line up. No. But that's the proof that we've got to accept. But what would it do to America if that came out? destroy it more because <laughs> yeah. it's already in a do mess you think it would though because do you not think people have just kind of accepted it if if, if the government was were to just go okay it was us yeah you're right like well you guys what are you like i don't know would it would it okay, to me this do. is just another fact that completely lines up with all the information and only like solidifies it fits the, the idea story perfectly doesn't it yeah particularly that she died in mysterious circumstances it sounds like what do you mean it was unsolved? She was, like, she was an actress. Yeah, exactly. An actress is murdered in her home and it's like, no, we don't know who did it. Yeah, let's look into it. She was an actress. She was... Yeah, it just stinks a, of a cover A well-loved up. celebrity. She was known. Look into it. Don't her family deserve to know it's who just, killed her? It's just... What are the chances of all these coincidences? I know. Yeah, it is, that stinks. That is a stinky, stinky phone call. Stinks of... Wow, that's um, great. Stinky. So that's a real juicy one. I'm really glad you like kicked off with that one. I love that story. Yeah. That's great. A lot of stock in it for me. In the JFK movie, do you yeah. think that's who portrays? Because there's actually an actress that portrays that phone call, mm-hmm. and it is like, oh, is there? I swear it's someone who was like dropped off in the middle of nowhere and like told to keep quiet. Yeah, I can't remember and like that details in the film. And gets to a payphone and like calls them like they're gonna kill him. I mean, again, that film is amazing. Yeah. And listeners, if you haven't watched it and you're interested in the JFK conspiracy stuff, JFK, the Oliver Stone movie, is great. It's a really, it is like three and a half hours long. Uh, <laughs> I watched it on a like a. To me, I call them Sunday afternoon films. Yeah, I got nothing to do. I'm going to watch it across like a whole Sunday afternoon. I might stop it halfway through, cook some food. It is like one of those like old two. films that takes forever, but I love them sort of films. It, yeah, yeah, I love them sort of films. The sort of films you put on your nan's house. Still not seen it. It's really good. It is really good. Definitely recommend it. Uh, I'll get a hold of it. So there we go. That's uh, Strange Phone Call number one. Oh, I love that. Good? Yeah, that was great. What a great way to start. How are we going to top that now, though? I, I mean, that's one of the... That might be my favourite one. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so anyway... You your beans in the first... Anyway, Beefy, you choose the next one. Um, it's between two for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with ghost stories. 
Ghost stories. It was between ghost stories and serial killers. Okay, this is a good one. Oh, that's right, then. I picked a good one. This is a kind of short one. Okay. But it's definitely odd again. So, um, this is about a man called a man called Charles Peck. Okay. Okay. Right. So, 12th of September, 2008. So, not that long ago, this one. No. There was a big train crash in California. Um, loads of people died in this crash. And one of the fatalities was a man called Charles Peck. Right. Um, so, I've got this story in, in bullet points from this on. So, for 11 hours after the crash... Friends and family received calls from Peck. Okay? Right. On these calls, they could only hear static. If they tried to call them back, it went straight to voicemail. Right. So they're all thinking, he's got to be alive in the wreckage. He's he's trying to contact us. We've got to find him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a big old mess. Um, so search crews traced the phone call's location to one of the train carriages, which was completely like a mess, but they're digging through, digging through, digging through, trying to get, see, because they think there's survivors down here. There's yeah. still phones making calls from down here. We've got to get in it. Mm. Um, so, uh, like I said, the call stopped after 11 hours. They rang for 11 hours. Wow. About an hour after the to phone, different to uh, 35 different friends and family members. Wow. Okay. So an hour after the phone call stopped coming in, yeah, they finally found the body of Charles Peck. Right. Uh, who was dead. Peck had died on impact. Really? And the phone was never found. But the phone calls led to his remains. Well, that's really horrible. What do you think about that? That's really creepy. That is really creepy. So they never found his phone either? The phone was never found, but the phone was traced to that location. That's how they found the body. And the phone made calls to 35 different friends and family members for 11 hours after the crash. He died on impact. So it went straight to... And when they tried to call back, it, when, when they answered the phone when he called, it's just static. Right. But if they tried to call it back, it just went straight to his voicemail. That's really creepy. So, yeah, so it went, it went to the carriage then. It went straight to the carriage. That he and when in. they traced the call, it took him to the carriage where they found his body. Ooh, that's horrible. I'm glad I'm not hearing that in the pitch black. Yeah, just just to uh, clarify to listeners, it is a, like, a real like balmy day. Yeah, it's lovely outside. <laughs> gross. Oh man! So, but I didn't. I to me, I was like, "Is that creepy, or is that like?" I was almost like, "Is this ghost stories, or is this like miracles?" It's like so bizarre. Yeah, it's almost like he's calling from the beyond. So yeah, it's a ghost story, but it could be one of those unexplained miracles as well. It's not really a miracle because he was dead, but I guess it led to them finding at least they his body. It's just a really odd. Give him a funeral, I suppose. Yeah. It's really strange. Really odd situation. So how did they, I suppose they just, people talk to each other and they're like, oh, I've just had a phone call from... Well, yeah, they were all like calling Charles. the Charles. services and being like, Charles is calling me. He must be alive in the wreckage. So they're like contacting the search crews who are then tracing the call. That is mental. Mm. Absolutely mental. It is kind of, you're right, it's not, it is kind of creepy, but it's not, it just adds something more to the story, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so like I say, some of these are little short stories like that, little anecdotes, some yeah. are meteor. Very cool. Adam Tissington. Wow. Yeah. Choose the next one. <sighs> Number station, I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so this is from this year. I almost listed this as weird news. Right. And I've got audio for this one. Oh, cool. 
Um, you guys might have heard about this. I hadn't heard of that somehow, but it was like the biggest news story. Right. So let me pull up the audio before I start talking about it. Uh, okay. If it's number stations, it's going to be... Might be well, it's not really number stations. It's the closest thing I could equate it to. Okay. Okay, so I don't know if you guys heard about this, um, but this happened March this year. Right. Um, and this all took place basically over Twitter is where it like kind of blew up. Um, so a Twitter user called Ty um, posted up a weird voicemail that he received asking people what it was. Right. Um, he's just a normal, like, yeah, just a normal guy had a Twitter account. Posted up this video. Does anyone know what this is? I've got this weird voicemail on my phone. So I'm going to play it to you guys now. Okay. Go. India. Oscar. Uniform. Sierra. Tango, Hotel, Echo, Yankee, Alpha, Romeo, Echo, November, Oscar, Tango, Hotel, Uniform, Mike, Alpha, November, 0429339642330, Sierra, Oscar, Sierra, Delta, Alpha, November, Gall, Echo, Romeo, Sierra, Oscar, Sierra. So that's the message he received. Right. It's not. I've I've linked it to number stations because it's the closest thing. It reminded me of number stations. That whole like string of numbers and words. And um, but do you guys have any idea what what that was that we just heard? I've never heard that before. No. Heard that. No. Um, but you you know the the Sierra the whatever that's um, that's the NATO phonetic alphabet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he didn't know what it was. He didn't know about the NATO phonetic alphabet. But then loads of people said, "Oh, it's this," and it means this. So that it doesn't tran- spell anything out. Does yep. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not it's not like spooky. It's just like this is strange government things. Okay. So it translates to danger. SOS. It is dire for you to evacuate. Be caution. They are not human. Then a string of numbers, SOS, danger, SOS. Wait. Okay. Gets more. So the numbers are a string of coordinates, Mm. um, which could be traced to be, depending on how you read them, two different locations. Right. Uh, This is almost like a big puzzle that everyone on Twitter was like trying to work out together. Right. Um, So one of the locations was um, in Africa, near to Malaysia. The second was, in particular, very close to where Malaysian flight MH370 vanished, the missing ah, plane. Really? So a lot of people are speculating this could be the last recording from the missing Malaysian Airlines flight. Right. Wow. Le- leading heed to the idea of this, the disappearance of that plane being an extraterrestrial event. Could this be the last warning that was put out before their encounter with aliens? Danger SOS is dire for you to evacuate. Be cautious; they are not human coordinates. Danger SOS, and that just was on a loop, basically. Wow, that's really weird. Um, he later received a series of direct direct messages on his Twitter account, which he then posted up, saying like, "Well, what the fuck is this?" Uh, these were in Indonesian, Malaysian, Morse code, and a string of numbers codes. Uh, the Indonesian one was the first one he received. It said, "End the post you just shared about the recording on your phone." Wait a minute, hang on, hang on. So, the numbers on the voicemail, before he made the post on Twitter... What number? So, you... say, sorry, say that again. 
The 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 numbers, you know, the the thing I translated. Yeah. That had a string of numbers in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. That's the coordinates That's the for coordinates this thing. For, yes. Yeah, the... He received a direct message, a direct mail, like a, oh, a sorry, written message, DM, DM, yeah, yeah, yeah on sorry, Twitter. Sorry. That's the one that said it just was in Indonesian, which oh, he then translated. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it was an Indonesian uh, DM on Twitter that said, "End the post you shared about the recording on your phone." That's mental. Did he end the post? No, because it had blown wide open by that point. Like, l- this was like a really big talked about thing all over Twitter. Set like conspir- conspiracy theorists alight earlier this year. Wow. And what, what became of it? Um, a few nights before the messages, the ones that said end, end this thing, yeah. uh, Ty also said that he had seen an unknown man drive past his house at 3am taking photographs of his house. Oh, that's mental. That is ridiculous. One of the real strange um, translations was one of the Morse code messages said, um, the message you received is well related to Stephen Hawking's death. Mm. I don't know. That just seems like nonsense. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's, that almost um, that almost sounds like a bot or something. Yeah. I don't know. Everything else is like really odd and like lines up and yeah, the location and the, the the coincidence of the the location being right where that missing flight was and mm. it's all very odd. And there's a, a, a message about Stephen Hawking, which I just find a bit odd. And I, I feel like some of their messages afterwards could have just been people fucking with him. Yeah. After the whole thing blew open. But I don't know if the thing that would make it stranger is if, you know, you can set your account so you can accept DMs from random people or not. Yeah. I'm not sure if he had it set to like I can't receive DMs yet. Yeah. This Indonesian one still he was still received. It was like mm. take this down. Well, that would be really strange, wouldn't it? If he managed to block them or he'd click to that setting and then they were still able to get through anyway. Yeah, that's really weird. So it's like the plane was taken by aliens. Have we done an episode on that plane missing? We talked about on the strange disappearances. Uh, at the beginning of that episode, like we talked a big chunk about it, and I was like, "That's what prompted me to do a strange disappearances one because that plane yeah, missing yeah. was such an odd event." That is crazy. What do you think to that? Uh, it makes me want to investigate that plane disappearance. Yeah, yeah, because it they didn't they didn't they find they found no wreckage or anything. They found nothing at all, um, which is so unusual. Yeah, in this day and age, anyway. Um, by aliens, mate. I think I've got. Another quote from it here, but I've just got to find it. Because it's like they were just desperately trying to get a hold of someone to let them know what was going on. Okay, so I've got another um, quote here. So uh, another Twitter user uh, who had the Twitter name Basphere, um, he got the same voicemail message. The uh, string of the the phonetics and the, and the numbers... Um, yeah, so he, this other Twitter, Twitter user called Basphere, uh, got the same voicemail with another message before it. Right. But I don't know how much stock I put into this. I don't want to, like, put you guys off this already. But to me, this just feels like someone trying to cash in on a conspiracy that's kicking so off already. This is the same time and another guy got Yeah, it. this is like another guy who was like, yeah, I got the same thing, but mine had another message before it. But there's no audio of that. It's just like him. Opportunists are so quick to jump. And this just seems like a little bit too much yeah. stuff. Like yeah. um, the other one was this one has like some credibility to it, and it's just abstract enough that you could believe this. But it says basically the other said the other guy said I got the same message, but before it was this message. 
This is not a test. This is not a joke. Over the past several years, we have been wanting to send an automated voice message to people who understand and are not afraid. One message at a time will make many know the truth. The truth that other biological beings have been walking the supreme creation that sustains life, Earth. A planet created just like our own with technological advancements, you as a human race have kept yourself strong and living. But as chaos comes to your planet, we must show ourselves to prove that there are different ways to keep peace. Many do not agree with what we say, so so they may hunt us down. Your accomplishments are as follows. You have created religions on a biased, unrealistic God, have created a government that is corrupt and will fall soon. Your weaponry is only advanced from our technology from our technology which you have scavenged from our own the liquid lands you call your oceans contain many secrets including some unintelligible uh, sunk down into the abyss we will make ourselves known to the best of our utmost capabilities clear your airspace for safe consequences that sounds like bullshit that sounds like too just it's nonsense-y too it's too much no one's ever going to send that message no someone's found someone's doctored that that's yeah that's bullshit someone's just trying to jump in on a, a, yeah, a big th- someone wants to be a big cheese someone's jang- jumping on that wagon but this Thai guy who got the original stuff ended up like deleting all his Twitter he was getting so much shit from people this blew up amongst conspiracy circles into like the biggest deal right and in the end he was just like I, 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 he just deleted his I, I don't just, want I, I don't want to ask him yeah I just right. didn't know what this weird message was and now I'm getting like death threats from people saying I'm like an idiot for posting bullshit or people who are oh, trying to get me into a conspiracy thing like I just didn't know what a voicemail was that I posted yeah um wow so so make of that one what you will that's really weird really strange and I liked that that was from this year that's a real current one yeah, yeah. I had no idea that, that no I for some reason I hadn't heard of it and it might be because we weren't doing weird news this year yeah until recently so. if we'd done weird news around that time it would have probably been I like so, yeah. a big deal wow so there we go yeah so it's your go BP so what we have we had JFK JFK ghost stories number stations yeah okay Serial killers. Gotta do it. I've got audio for this one. Awesome. I feel like I've won a prize when I get the audio. Yeah. Nice bit of juicy audio. audio. Looking into the Malaysian air flight, like the alien stuff. They must have a documentary. They found it um, in the Cambodian jungle. They found like a Google image that looks like a crushed plane. On Google Maps. There's lots of stuff on like Google Maps. Like, could this be it? Could this be it? Yeah, yeah. I love the Google Maps stuff. Like the weird stuff that people have got on Google Maps. Yeah, that's great. Like, there's loads of like obviously people having sex, but there's I don't know stuff that's just. My granddad's on it washing his car. Is he? Yeah. He was like, "What do you mean I'm on a bloody internet?" (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. That one bloody told me. They um. Do you remember roller coasters earlier? Alton Towers um, complained to Google that they were giving away secrets to the roller coaster. Yeah. Because they did another drone thing over the site as they were building the new roller coaster. Yeah. And it led to people being like, oh, this is the roller coaster they're going to. Because they normally do like a big reveal, don't they? You don't know what mm, they're going to yeah. build. And they're like, oh, it's a wooden, it's a wooden coaster. That's amazing. Um, you messed that up. <laughs> ruined. So this is uh, one of the most famous serial killers of all time and one that we've not spoke about on the show because I think I'm not going to go too much into this killer. This must be because I want I think one of us should do a full episode episode. on it because he's so juicy. H.H. Holmes. Uh, The Zodiac Killer. 
Oh, that's okay. ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Jack the Ripper or something. No, well, no, that's another one. We do need to do a Jack the Ripper one eventually. But I want us to do Jack the Ripper in London together eventually. Like, that's yeah. the way I want to do it. So, Zodiac Killer. Right. I don't know much about the Zodiac Killer, so... Yeah, so I think we should do an episode on him eventually. So, I don't want to go too much into who he is. Right. But in the late 60s, early 70s, um, that's when he was around, killing people. He was never caught. Um, he got whatever, everything he ever did. He used to play games with the police, toyed with them a lot. They also made a really good film. I, I really so, like yeah. the film. David Fincher film with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, really uh, Mark Ruffalo, Robert Downey Jr. It's a really good film. I've not seen it. It's great. It's another one of those. It's a bit like JFK where it's like, this this film is three and a half hours and it's just based on like the yeah. facts we could get. There's no like conjecture. It's just based on the facts. They just take all the true life accounts and make yeah, it into yeah. a film. And it's really good. But um, one day... The Zodiac Killer apparently called in to AM San Francisco, talk show hosted by Jim Dunbar in 1969. Oh, yeah. And it identified itself as Sam, was the name he used. Okay. So we're going to play that audio now. And this, this audio I'm going to play um, is from an ABC News report. So the ABC News report talks about the situation, it explains it a little bit for you. Then it plays the audio from the call-in. And on the call-in, actually, they cancelled all the rest of their guests that day. They just tried to keep them on the line. But it plays a few little clips from that call-in, and then it talks about what happened after the call-in. So this, this video is about three minutes, but you just need the audio. It's just news. Newsman. I might turn it around for you guys to see if you want to. Zodiac, a symbol that now stands for terror in San Francisco. Today, there was a possibly significant development in the terrifying case of the man who calls himself Zodiac, and has boasted that he is responsible for five murders in the last nine months. In Zodiac's latest letter last week, he threatened to make a busload of school children his next victims. Since then, school buses have been discreetly guarded, and parents' fears have openly risen. This morning, the people of San Francisco heard a man who claimed to be Zodiac talking on the air during a television conversation program with attorney Melvin Belli and the program's host, Jim Dunbar. That was the voice of a man who called himself the Zodiac Killer. He's talking to attorney Melvin Belli by phone on a television conversation show. This bizarre situation began at 2 o'clock this morning when the so-called Zodiac Telephone Police Headquarters. He said he was sick, he needed help, and he wanted to talk to Belli on television. All the scheduled guests were canceled from the show on the ABC station KGO. Belli waited for Zodiac to call on the private line. The phone was not tapped. The killer telephoned 12 times. He spoke very little with attorney Belli trying to draw him out. Jim. Jim said, well, maybe he's afraid of being beaten up or something like that now. Um, what, 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 what can I say? Well, why don't we just ask Sam to... Tell us a little bit more about what he's feeling right now. What do you, tell us about your, your feelings, Sam. You know, just tell us anything you want to. And then we'll come back and I'll give you a specific answer to this question when you're going to the gas chamber. Uh, stay with us so I can answer that for you. But uh, w- w- will you attend uh, on Jim just a minute and tell me, tell him what, what you're feeling or, or talk to us? Just tell us what's going on in, in, inside you right now, Sam, please. I have headache. How long have you had those headaches, Sam? In a long time? Since I killed a kid. If, if it all boils down to the question of you're giving yourself up, if you could be assured that you wouldn't get capital punishment for myself. I don't want to give myself I, up. 
Can you pause there a sec? Yeah. Um, they're, they're, those kids. Yeah, I don't want to give myself up. I want to kill all those kids. Um, so, like I said, they, they cancelled all the guests they had on that day. They tried to keep them on the line. Yeah. And he said that he would meet them. I don't know if it was that afternoon or the next day um, at a location. So they went there. I'll play the last like, sort of minute of this video. Bill I finally arranged to meet Zodiac in Daly City, a suburb south of San Francisco, to talk in person. The attorney waited in an office building, but Zodiac never showed. I asked Bill I if he thought the man who called really was the Zodiac killer. I can't. Negative. I, I, I can't say. All I can say is this man needed help. This man seemed like a man who was coming up to a storm or to a climax. And th th this very blood-curdling thing. Children kill, and then the sort of an agonized uh, cutoff, and enough to turn your hair whiter than mine. So inside the thrift shop, St. Vincent de Paul, attorney Melvin Belli and the San Francisco police waited for the Zodiac killer. The man did not show, so now all we can do is wait perhaps for that next phone call from the man who calls himself Zodiac, who has killed five and says he's going to kill again. Dick Shoemaker, ABC News, San Francisco. So that's the audio from the talk show. It's quite a famous bit of audio. But I have some disappointing news about it. Oh, it's not real. Drabs. Um, Annie Strat. Annie Strat. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> um, So when what they did is they got three people in who had heard his voice. There wasn't any people that had actually seen him. There was no witness reports. But the people who were still alive that had managed to hear his voice mm -hmm. from various situations, there was three people. And they got them all in and they got them to listen to all the audio and they said, this ain't him. Really? This is not his voice. Some people still think like, oh, you know, like he could have just been putting on a different voice when he spoke to them or whatever. Yeah. But they said, no, it's not his voice. Um, they later traced the call, traced to a mental hospital. Uh, and it's thought to be a patient at the mental hospital called Eric Veal. Right. Okay. And he was, did he, he claim to be Zodiac though, didn't he? What? Didn't he? Did he claim to be Zodiac when he rang the, in? When he rang in, he did. Right. He said, I'm the Zodiac Killer, I killed those kids, uh, my name's Sam, but really it's just some mental patient fucking around. Uh, okay. But that isn't the only strange bit of Zodiac phone call story I have. Right. Um, so because that was a false one, I, when I originally heard that, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, but then I kept looking, I did find another example of one that was, that could possibly be more true. Right. So in 1970... Um, a girl called Donna Lass, who was 25, went missing, and she's suspected to be a victim of the Zodiac Killer. Right. Suspected because they never found her body. They can't prove it. But she just disappeared at the same time. She just disappeared. And... Yeah. So she was working at an, as a nurse in a casino in California at uh, Lake Tahoe, and her boss, who was also her landlord, received a call one day saying that she would not be available for work and would be out of town for a while. So... He's like, well, she didn't tell me anything about this. Mm. And so he called her mum and said, well, is Donna out of town? You know, what's going on? I just got a call from some dude saying she's not available for work. And her mum was like, don't know anything about it. What the fuck? So she drove around there. Donna's car's parked up. No sign of Donna. What's going on? So they checked her logbook at work to see if she'd left any notes in there. And her last uh, entry into her logbook from her last shift the day before was like unfinished, like she'd been interrupted in the middle of writing it. Oh, that's horrible. 
So it was suspected that the person who made that call was the Zodiac Killer himself. Again, he just like, used to like fucking around with people. Yeah. Right? The reason that it, it links to Zodiac more so is because um, he they only ever actually managed to prove five murders, like pin them on him. Right. He said he killed more and some bodies they found they couldn't prove to be him. But um, six months after the disappearance of Don Lass, uh, one of the investigators into the into Zodiac, um, the guy who's actually played by Robert Downey Jr. in the film, mm-hmm. he received a postcard from the Zodiac Killer because Zodiac used to love fucking with this guy, um, and it mentioned, you know, victims that he hadn't, you didn't even know I got this one, I've killed this person, I killed this person, and in amongst it, it, it mentioned a victim that he buried at Lake Tahoe that was never found. So in hindsight, they're thinking of this girl that went missing there. Uh, Strange phone call, someone playing around. Yeah, likely, yeah, likely that it was the Zodiac that took this this woman called called Donna Lass, and and then went to for a fuck about called in work and was like, yeah, she's she's not going to make it in tomorrow. He's just fucking killed her. She's dead. Yeah. He said that she was. Yeah, they, yeah. Anyway, he said that he buried one at Lake Tahoe, but she was never found. They never found her there. But it's just a bit of a coincidence it's happening the at the same time. Yeah, the yeah. chances of them actually finding... So... I mean, maybe now, I don't know. So that's the... Uh, Tish, what do you reckon to that? I know Tish likes the serial killers talk. Yeah. Well, I like the Zodiac one. <laughs> Zodiac's really interesting, yeah. And maybe again... I'll do that as my next wow. episode. Like the JFK stuff, I really recommend people watch the, the Zodiac film because it's, re- it's really good. Yeah. It is long. It's like a long sit, but it, it's it, good. It did come out very long ago, though, did it? Um, if one of them that if it doesn't feel that old, it's probably like two thousand one, two thousand seven, two thousand seven. Yeah, it is good though. Good it does film. Look good. David Fincher is a great director as well. Yeah. So you can't go wrong. I'm gonna watch it. I just rent them on PS4 sometimes. Do you? Yeah. Okay, so we've got uh, four more. A couple of these are really short. Uh, who's next? Tissy. Go on then. Cryptozoology. Yeah, this is a good one. And this is a really short one. This is probably the shortest, but I love this. So on the cryptozoology episode, our first ever one, we talked about a lot of classic cryptids, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, some of the, the big boys. And this is about Bigfoot. Nice. Okay. So this is something that's known as the Bigfoot call. Bigfoot and the Hendersons. Bigfoot and the Hendersons. And this is audio again. Oh, nice. Because this is actually the phone call now. Smashing the shit out of these audios, Tears. We're going to play the Bigfoot call. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. So this is a 911 call. And in it, the guy doesn't actually say Bigfoot. But from the description, I guess. We... But people think it's the people... From the description, people say, this is the Bigfoot call. Wow, amazing. I I love this call. I genuinely think... I don't know if this is Bigfoot the guy's seeing, but the delivery and the cadence of the guy, I, like, I believe this call. I believe it's a real call. Some people are sceptical about it. Just his reaction to stuff. He's so like... Just... You'll hear the cadence of his voice. Okay. So this is a 911 call of a guy and he's talking about what he can see outside in his garden and for some reason this video starts with fucking the cops music I don't know why (laughs) okay here we go Uh, we got someone or something Crawling around out here. Did you see what it was? 
Was it a person or an animal or? I can't tell. All I know is that my central light came on and I just happened to glimpse and see this thing running across the yard. A good sized man or something. It looks like a man. I don't know what it was. Just it, it ran across the yard. Okay. You've had problems in the neighborhood before? Yeah, my dog was killed here just recently. I don't know what it was. Whatever it is, it's running. I couldn't catch it if I was going to chase it. But whatever it was, it was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. Jesus Christ, you better... Sir? Yeah. Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh-oh. Okay, hang on. He's right... Is he in your yard, sir? Yeah, God, he's big. Okay, what's he doing in your yard? He's looking at me. Oh, and the guy is on foot. Just... I don't know what... It, it's, it's a big... Real big person. That's all I can say. Okay, but it is a it is a person. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it was a person, somebody really big. But he's all in black. He's is he a black male or a white male? Did you actually see whether, or was he just wearing black? He's all black and he's big. He is big. <laughs> oh, that is great. Isn't it a good bit of audio? That's a great phone call. What are you, what, man? That's great. <laughs> Look at your face. You can't look at your face. Yeah, he's not like sensationalizing it. No, no he's like, like incredulous at what he. He's like, God, get someone out here! Like the way he's like, yeah, some, yeah. get him in now! Like he is yeah. like so That's like yeah. genuine. I can't believe what I'm seeing here. Like he's even an amazing actor. It's not jumping to any conclusions. It's just no. like, like he's not saying, oh, he looks like, and he's not so over the top. Like ah, I'm terrified. He's just like can't believe what he's seeing. Yeah. And the, the, I did find another bit of audio. I'm not going to play it, but it's a previous call. You know, he said my dog was killed here recently. They dug up a, a, an older call from like the week before or whatever, or a couple of days before, and it's a really short call. But he's like, "Oh, something's come out here and killed my dog." It's the same caller, and this is a male a guy on the nine one one, and it's the same voice, it's the same guy, and he's like, "Something's killed my dog. I don't know what it is," and uh, it's just a really short call though. But it links back to that. I, I'll be honest, I would be bricking my pants if it was in the garden looking at. When he me. can't believe it, he's like, "He's looking right at me." <laughs> Yes. He is big. He's he is big. big. <laughs> when the woman goes, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost comedic. It's isn't almost it? funny. I've listened to that so many times. I kept listening to it when I was doing putting this episode together because I just like, I just love that that call. Like, you better get you better get someone. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> he's looking right at me. Yeah. <laughs> like he's so taken back. <laughs> uh, but this was in 1996. Like, he's not like. Yeah, if he just slipped in, like he's like, oh, he, he looks like Bigfoot. Or yeah, it just like, gets it's just now no, known just, as the Bigfoot call. There's a man. There's a big, big black yeah, man. I don't know what black. the hell he is. He's like black all over. He's not wearing black. I don't know if he's black. He's just like a big black figure. Six nine. Six well, nine. Like, yeah, big ass. Standing man. in your garden, just staring at you. <laughs> I would poo my pants. Killed my dog. Something killed my dog as well. Yeah. Like, that is mental. So this was in Washington, 1996. Uh, the police did show up, but okay. nothing was there when they arrived. Was it um, like a big garden or do we not know? I don't know. That's literally the only information I've got. So they this arrived, is the shortest one. It's on. just... just this man stood there like, don't know what's going on. Yeah, but I love that guy. It's like he just cannot believe what's happening to him. Yeah. When he's like casually describing what's happened, when he first appears, it's great. When he first appears um, in front of him, when he's like, "Yeah, someone came and killed my dog," and he's like, "God damn!" And she's like, "What? What is it?" We say it's like um, he's there again. He just goes, 
get someone out here. Like, you just can't believe what he's seeing. Oh, I love the dispatcher as well. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah, like, how, do I, how do I react to it's this like phone call? It's like she's had other calls like it. It's like, oh, he's killed your dog? Uh-oh. Another Bigfoot call. Man, I would be pooing myself. Mm. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd be shitting myself. If you were looking outside your window there. I'd cry. <laughs> so that's probably my favourite bit of audio I've got to play. That's amazing. I love that. And you're right, he's not... He's not sensationalising it. He's not trying no. to jump on anything. He's not. He's not taking the piss. He's just genuinely scared of something going on in his garden. I like that one. Weird web, weird London, and Mothman. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, beef. It's your go. Pick one of the three. Weird web. Weird web. This is another short one. These are like the two short ones in a row. We've done. This is another one where I've just got some audio. So, um, let me just get the audio up for this again, so we can go straight into it. I fucking love that Bigfoot call. It's one of my favourite calls of all time. I just love the guy's delivery. Yeah, it makes it it makes it more believable that he's not he's not trying to he's not jumping anything. He's just seen something in his garden. And I don't feel like you could plan that. I don't think you could act that. No, it's too natural. No. Okay. So this is 2009. Um, uh, there's a guy with a YouTube account. His YouTube account was is Helsinger85. Mm-hmm. Um, and he posted a video. He said he received a CD in the mail with a voicemail recording on it. And right. attached to the CD was a note that said, you are on the right trail. You may wish to get off the trail while you can. Um, at the time, he was researching weird phenomena in his local area because he was thinking of making a documentary about it. Okay. And then this is the voicemail he received. He posted the voicemail on his YouTube account. And on the video it says, this this is his account. A weird voicemail I got in the mail, supposedly part of my investigation into the weirdness going on in my hometown of Amory MS. It may be real or it may just be someone playing with me. You listen to it and decide for yourself. If anyone who hears this happens to know anything about it, please contact me. And then it has his contact details. So it starts with some writing on the YouTube video. It says... This is a creepy voicemail that I actually received on a CD in the mail from someone named John Colbert. A note came with it that read, You're on the right trail, you may wish to get off the trail where you can. I honestly do not know what it means, but it may be a fake, but I resent it here in its entirely entirety to let you decide. If anyone knows about it, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of... I'm going to scam, scrub through this a little bit. Because there's a lot of, like... AT&T guff before the actual bulk of the call starts.
That's it. That's horrible. That's fucking horrible. Did you find it horrible? Yeah. Just didn't like it. I found it kind of ridiculous. I think this is a complete phony. Um, I couldn't really hear what a lot saying. of it. You couldn't hear uh, what on the on the screen as it was playing. That every now and then, like a bit that he'd worked out what it said he'd written on. So the quotes that he said were, um, "If I come to the door, don't answer it." Was one of the things that was in amongst the talk. Uh, another bit was, "It's not me. It won't be me." Another bit is, "Oh God, I can feel it." The last one is the name right at the end. You know, it goes quiet for ages. Just here, he just says the name Kaylee. I think this is just. I think it's him fucking around. Oh, he! I think he's trying to gain, uh, like you know, YouTube mystery status, like the Internet Mysteries episode we did. Okay, it's like I think he's he's trying to become. Yeah, I feel like he's trying to become one of those to get interest in his YouTube channel, so that he can put this up. Right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I think because it's kind of nonsense. Someone like some of the stuff that people said about it, like, oh, this just sounds like someone enacting like a you know, a transformation, like someone's transforming into a werewolf, a lot of like weird, just like, oh no, noises. And when you listen to it through that mindset, because the first time I heard it, I was like, this is horrible. I didn't want to play it. And then when I read about it, I was like, oh yeah, this does just sound like someone acting out, turning into a werewolf or, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde transformation. Like, yeah, it feels kind of like hammy. It did sound like that, yeah. But some of the sounds did sound, yeah, they just sounded a bit put on. Yeah. Like, I wonder whether the bad quality as well, like the really bad quality of it. Um, so yeah, I don't know what you. Th- I know Tiss, you didn't like that audio. It at wasn't all. nice to listen to, but I wonder if I nice heard it again. Yeah, it's like that a knowledge. lot of that Internet Mysteries episode, but had weird audio. Like it was horrible to listen to, and then when you actually took it apart and thought, this is just someone trying to fuck you about and try and scare you by making weird noises yeah. without context. It's creepy. When you actually think of it, it's like this isn't that creepy. It's just someone going into a thing and putting it online. I think. I think it's yeah. a hoax. It's a bit weird that someone's obviously gone to that effort to put that together though that makes it a bit creepy yeah I think he's just trying to gain like internet fame on YouTube yeah I guess so is that what people did people comment that and say? Uh, some people but I didn't really look too much into that one I was just like oh there's a weird bit of audio there was loads like that where it's just like here's a weird phone call and I'm like this sounds like fake yeah. so this is that's the only one I've put in where I'm like this kind of sounds fake um, so we've only got two more Tissy Weird London or Mothman 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 and this is the last one that has audio as well. So this isn't about Mothman, but I did uh, go on a little bit of a tangent on the Mothman episode to talk about the Men in Black. Yeah. Um, and we did say eventually we'll do a proper episode about the Men in Black, uh, but they're a big part of that Mothman story. And this is a little bit about the Men in Black. So um, let me just get the audio up for this and then we'll get cracking on it. Amazing. Okay. So this is really odd. This is a really sort of long story and I just sort of boiled it right down to its like quickest bullet points because it's a real big like men in black conspiracy. So what I've done is I've just really bullet pointed it and I'm just going to play some audio. But basically um, there was a guy who was in the military. He was stationed in Texas and um, he was from New York and he was going to fly home to visit his friends and family as a surprise. He didn't tell anyone that he was going. He just booked a flight, got on it. Um, At the airport, he was approached by a man um, who asked him for some information. He asked his name, his destination, etc. Just some like sort of simple details. He presumed the guy was a salesman, and so it's just like, like, just leave me alone, sort of thing. I ain't got time. Get on a flight. He got on the flight, and then the man who asked him the questions got on the flight, same flight, and then came and sat down next to him, and carried on asking him questions. 
Mm. He said to the guy, basically, like, look, dude, like, leave me alone. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. Then the stewardess came over and asked the guy for his ticket. And then he was asked to move. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he arrived in New York, he called one of his friends um, to let him know that he was about. And his friend was like, yeah, I already know you're around. He said, well, how do you know? I didn't tell anyone. He's like, well, you called me yesterday and told me. He's like, what? No, no I didn't. Mm-hmm. But anyway, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll see you later. Then he carries on his journey, goes to his parents' house, which is where he was staying. At his parents' house, he started getting uh, weird phone calls. And they kept coming in. So after a while, he, he started recording them. Um, and I'm going to play. There's loads of these. The, these calls came like a lot, over the whole weekend. He kept getting like a lot of these calls. Yeah. So um, I'm going to play a couple of little clips from these calls. So this is the first bit where he started recording them. And you can't really hear what the voice is saying all that much in this bit. So I'm only going to play about, about not even 30 seconds, like 20 seconds of this bit. But it's one of the first times he started recording. Um, so the, when you can't hear him at the beginning at all, he's basically, I can't remember the guy's name, but like, let's just call him Chris for now. He's saying, is this Chris? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's yeah, this me. is this Chris? And he just kept asking him. And then afterwards he's saying, um, leave town. He's going, leave town. He's like, leave? I'm not, I, what, who, is this a joke? He's like, leave town. So that's wonderful. These are all clips from different phone calls over the course of the weekend. Okay. Right. They've obviously got like a voice changer on them as well. It's a very odd voice. Um, so then it says something very odd in this bit during and amongst it. It says, so the first thing you're going to hear in this clip is it says, uh, the sun will rise on the dark side of the moon. I don't know what that means. It's the only bit of like the whole lot where I'm like, that's just like nonsense. All the rest is like, you know, leave town. Am I talking to this person? It's very strange and conspiratorial. Mm-hmm. This is almost like, I don't, I don't know what this means, but it starts by saying the sun will rise on the dark side of the moon. And then a few other things. But I'm going to play this next sort of 20 seconds of this bit as well. And the audio is getting a little bit clearer at this bit. Some will rise from the dark side of the moon. Okay, um, what branch of the government? What, uh, what should I do? Okay. Is that good for me or bad? Um, so the, the second bit, he's saying you, you need to be aware of government interference, is what he's saying. Right, okay. Okay? Yeah. Okay. What, are you, what are you thinking to these calls? So he used to be a military guy. He is a military guy. He is a military He's guy. stationed in Texas. He's, he's just visiting visiting family. He's got like a weekend free and he's visiting family in New York as a surprise. I really don't know what I make of this. It's really, it's really odd, isn't it? really strange. So it's really odd. It's just, yeah, I need to hear more. Um, I've only got one more clip. Um, there, there are some other bits where, like, the mum gets on the phone and she's like, "Who is this?" and stuff like that. And she's like, "It just sounds like a robot voice. Like, why does this guy keep calling us and stuff like that?" Because he's getting like you heard two voices on that bit. Like, he's got his dad there as well at this point. Right. Um, but then there's this last bit. This is the clearest bit. But this is the bit I find the creepiest. Ooh, okay. Because he says, "So, how long are you back from Texas?" 
That's what the guy's saying to him in this clip. So he, whoever this voice is, it knows he came in from Texas, which is why people think maybe this is related to the guy he saw at the airport, the guy who was on the plane, maybe this related. And then it says, this is the creep that I found the creepiest, you're being impersonated by the other voice, which links back to the phone call that his friend got, who was like, yeah, I already knew you were coming back, you called yesterday. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, so listen to this bit. Um, you're being impersonated by the other voice. And that's when he's like, oh, this is fucking you. Like, he thinks it's his friend fucking around. Yeah. And he's like, I'm tracing the call. Like, I know it's you. Like, I'm sick of it. Because he's like, who else can this be? Like, he knows I'm coming from Texas. He says, like, I'm being impersonated. He can only be my friend. And then when he traces the call, it's like, one new call from out of area. And then the, the actual back bit of recording goes on. To, he's like, mom, where's Steven? And she's like, he's at home. Like, he lives, like, around the corner from them. So it can't be him because the call's coming in from a, a from out of area. Yeah. Oh wow! So that's very odd, Did right? Did anything happen to him? Nothing. No. At the end, that, you know. the end of the phone call, they didn't. It was just that that um, that weekend they just received them phone calls all that weekend. Completely unresolved. Lots of people think this is like a men, a weird Men in Black thing. Um, yeah. That yeah, it's a bit creepy, isn't it? it the, to me, it's like all very like silly almost like prank call like someone putting on it's, a creepy it, it's voice it's close to prank call with a voice as well until the you are being impersonated by the other voice I just find that ridiculously creepy yeah and obviously with his friend saying yeah you called so who is this other person impersonating yeah him? why is he impersonating him and what has he done which means that men in black are after him yeah it's very odd right yeah that's not very nice Tiss you alright <laughs> horrible <laughs> I think he's like kind of new to Sabilis because whenever I play creepy audio he doesn't like it <laughs> yeah, nah. there's no more audio in this episode okay, it's just sorry. when you ex- when you when you hear it you like a phone call is really hard to dispute yeah like, there's something that- creepy about the noise of a voice on the end of the of the phone because you can't see them if you've ever get uh, the idea of getting a phone call and I don't recognize the voice and they're saying uncomfortable things to me is very scary yeah, it's horrible. That's what made me want to do an episode. I was like, there's got to be loads of these weird calls that people have received. Yeah. Yeah, don't like that. That's not very nice. Don't like that one. Um, so we've got one more. Yeah. Ooh, weird London. Um, weird London. Yeah. yeah. So this is just uh, a quick story I'm going to go through. So in 1931, an insurance broker named William Wallace, uh, not the guy from Braveheart, yeah. uh, <laughs> received a phone message from a man named R.M. Qualtroch. Trough. I'm going to say trough. Right. It's one of them GHs where I'm not sure how they want it to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah. R.M. Qualtroff. Um, he received, he, he was a member of a chess club, this William Wallace guy. And the call came into his chess club when he was there. This guy called, called R.M. Qualtroff. He requested that you meet at 7.30pm the following night to discuss an insurance policy. And he gave him an address for him to meet at. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the next evening, uh, Wallace went to the location requested. Uh, at the requested time, only to find that the address didn't exist. So he went back home to find his wife murdered and beaten to death. Oh. Uh, Where did this take place? Is it in London? It's 1931 London. 
Whoa, okay. okay. So he, this guy got a phone call from whatever his name is. Yeah. Saying you need to go to... Oh, I want to talk to you about an insurance policy. Uh, can you just come by here tomorrow night, 7.30? Um, so he does... Judge- <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. So ah. That fucking killed me. <laughs> oh, my life. Don't do that again. I just pinned myself. Ah. <laughs> oh. Tis has just got cake delivery. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That seriously oh, shat me up. Delivery, yeah, my heart. We're talking like, about walking home to find someone like dead, like someone break into your house to like beat I you to death. Caked my pants. Yeah. Oh god. Oh man. Okay. Anyway, so the wife's really wife's horrible. been beaten to death. Uh, the police investigate the right. man, R.M. Qualtroff. Mm-hmm. Uh, decide this is obviously a pseudonym, uh, and they come to the conclusion. That the real murderer was, give me a dun dun dun, 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 dun. William Wallace himself. Hmm. Okay. Wait, what? He killed his own wife. That's what the police are saying. They say that he fabricated the whole thing, left himself a message at the chess club, drove around London for a bit, and then went home to discover his wife, who he'd already beaten to death. Right? Ooh. He was found guilty at trial and sentenced to hang. But uh, the man who received the call at the chess club said that it was definitely not Wallace's voice. There was no blood on Wallace, despite the scene absolutely being covered in blood. And also the delivery boy reported speaking to them like moments before Wallace left the house, like leaving no time, like four minutes before he left the house. So that wouldn't give Wallace time in four minutes to have beaten his wife to death, clean everything up, scrub, drive to the other side of London. It doesn't work out. Right. So a lot of people theorise that the police just pinned it on Wallace because they couldn't be fucked to basically work out who really did it. They were just being lazy and pinned it on him to avoid working. So the Court of Criminal Appeal looked over the case and overturned the sentence. Wallace went free. Well, except for the fact he... Oh, no, he wasn't hanged at that point. Yeah, no, no, before that. So Qualtroff himself, the actual murderer, was never identified. Right. However, and I, I think... Something about this next fact makes me feel like I think I know who did it. Okay? It was suspected by some to be a former employee of William Wallace's um, who was seen wearing bloody gloves on the night of the murder and hosing down his car. Oh. Yeah, well, there we go then. An old old employee of him. Someone who's disgruntled and just thought... Must have been, yeah. Insurance can be a messy business. Sorry, my heart is still just kind of... Yeah, that was really terrifying. Really to me just up. explain to listeners what happened in the middle of that story while we went insane is because it was it was like quite a creepy moment of talking about a dead body and uh, and Tisa's girlfriend came in delivering him cake and we just wasn't expecting anyone to enter the flat at that point. And it wasn't like Lids was already in the house? No, no, the no, there was like, no one else in the house. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So they're the stories I have from weird phone calls. That was really good. Uh, nice little mix. Some of those... I just love that Bigfoot one. Bigfoot one's great. It's my favourite. JFK one's great. Yeah, that's the best story, I think. Oh, they're all great. Well, the good thing about those is I had so many to choose from. Yeah. So I just whittled it down to the ones I and thought were like the most interesting well. I like ones. that you took us back to previous episodes as well. Yeah, I started putting these these stories together best based on a normal mystery board idea. So I had like normal mystery board words. It was going to be like Zodiac, Train, SOS, yeah. that sort of thing. And then I was like, these are all... 
I noticed that there were all like kind of things we'd spoke about previously. Yeah. So that's when I thought let's let's do it a little bit different, like linked to older episodes. That's great. And they're all linked. So it's a fun way to do it. Oh. A little bit of like a grab bag episode because my last episode was just like one long story basically with Warrens. I like to do like something that's a little bit different. Yeah. Mix it up a bit. Yeah, it's really fun. I really like that one. Good mix. Lots of like fun audio to listen to, which always makes for a fun episode. Um. So yeah. Oh. We're done. That was quality. Well done, mate. It's all right. It was Have quite a fun one to research. Yeah. So, listener of the week. Listener of the week. By the way, any of those stories? Uh, any of those stories? Beef said that he found the JFK one particularly interesting, and uh, the Bigfoot call. Did you find any of them creepy, unsettling? Out of the stories that the, were told, did you find them creepy? The Men in Black one. Was yeah, creepy. loads of them creepy. The Men in Black. Did you? You must. Have um, I th- I found them creepy because I'm doing this like again, like I always say, I'm doing this research on my own in an empty house with headphones on, listening to, the, and I never know what these phone calls are going to be. Yeah. So when I turn that on, when I've got a Men in Black one, for example, and I haven't listened to it yet, and I'm like, hey, here we go, what's this one about? And it's like, what be impersonated? And I'm getting that in my ear. I'm like, oh fuck, this is fucking horrible. Like it's horrible to research. Yeah. Um. But it's fun. I'm glad. Um, fun I'm episode. glad you're the one that does that. You take it for the team. Yeah. Um, listener of the week. Uh, I'm going to give it to someone called Rigby. They actually messaged us like way earlier this year, like first quarter of this year. Um, yeah. Because they had just listened to. They were listening through old episodes, and they just got to the superstitions one. Right. And um, they talked about the black cat superstitions. Yeah. Right. And um, they said, uh, you, you know. Uh, the thing with black cat superstitions is it also um, leads to lots of black cats not getting basically yeah, homed yeah. because there's the superstition that surrounds them and, and you get these, um, you know, the, the kennels and stuff with the, uh, you need like, what are they even called? Catteries. Catteries and the, and the, the cows, the cats that need to be rehomed. The black ones always get left. And a lot of that is to the superstitions. And I said, yeah, well, another side of it is uh, black cats aren't very photogenic. It's really hard to get a good picture of a black cat. And loads of people who have pets now is like, that is for their Instagram. It is like, let's post pictures of my pet all the time. And they don't want a black cat. And I'm like, it's such a shame that people won't home black cats based on like, I can't take a good picture of this for my fucking social media. Yeah, rather than like, you know, silly. give this fucking cat home. Uh, Rigby said they'd be really appreciative if like I'd mentioned that on the show. Um, and I, I said about like the, the social media thing as well. And I said, yep, yeah, listener of the week. Uh, guys, if you're thinking about getting a cat, Go and consider getting a black cat because no one homes these these poor little shits and <laughs> and they need a home. Poor little shit. Poor black little cats shits. Are beautiful as well. Yeah, black cats are lovely. Um, black cat. I just love all cats. But yeah, there's a lot of them that just don't get rehomed. It's really hard to find homes for black cats really a lot shame, of times. So adopt, don't shop. Yes, go and adopt a black cat. They need some homes. Yeah. So Rigby, listener of the week. Listener of the week. <laughs> Thanks, Rigby. I, it's hard to know what to say because I don't know when these episodes are going up. Um, but I'm just going to say... Usual quaffle. Yeah, if you want to get in contact directly, email is unexplainableuk at mail.com or you can contact us on the website weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com where you can also find ways to get to our social media accounts, ways to get to the merch store where you can buy them lovely fake spear t-shirts that by the time this is up are definitely available. <laughs> And um, you can support the show by donating. You can also help out the show by getting on uh, iTunes and leaving a rating and review. I know every podcast says this, but it really does help. And not only does it really help us get noticed on iTunes, 
also it's really lovely to see the like amazing reviews that people it leave is. us it always like cheers me up when i see like a really Genuinely. nice review so they're really really appreciated um you can also listen to weird tales on spotify now so if you have a friend who uses Spotify and you say, go and listen to Weird Tales, and they go, oh, don't do podcasts, but they use Spotify all the time, now you can just say, look, they're on Spotify. Go check them out. Yeah, easy. So, yeah, do that. Everyone's got a Spotify. Not everyone's got a podcast app. Yes. Most people have Spotify now on their phones. Yes. So, go, go, go. And is, is that everything? Sounds about I right. saw the usual outro, outro gump, isn't it? Yeah, sounds good. Um, so I think the order of these are going up. Next episode, in two weeks' time, you're going to have one of our discussion episodes. Yes. So it's going to be you, me, discussion, Tiss. Yeah, that's right. So you're going to get a discussion episode next time, and then it's Tiss's turn in the hot seat for the episode after that, and that will be it for this year, I think. But then we'll be back, back next year. So just prepare yourself. You've got two more after this. Yep. You lucky buggers. Yeah. Uh, any last things you want to say, guys, before I, I, I shut this shit down? Just thanks for listening. Really appreciate everyone's support. I love. I still love all the Twitter support and the Twitter yeah. messages, and you know, it's it's nice, a nice little community now we're building, and on Facebook as well. Yeah. If you if you message us on Facebook, really appreciate it. And of course, we have the best listeners. I know every podcast thing they do, but we, yeah, we have the do best really do have the best listeners. <laughs> Um, it was really great when I posted up on Facebook you know we, we were going to Bristol this weekend we're going to record a load of episodes and we had some really great responses from people like oh I can't wait to hear you guys again can't wait to get some regular episodes mm. so hopefully you're not let down by this, this selection but I think we've got some really good stuff in this batch we we still got to record Tiss's one but you know Beef Sh- uh, Shakespeare one was really good this was like real different and then Tiss has got another real different one coming up and then we've got one of the discussion episodes which we always really like doing yeah. coming up as well so there's a really good batch of episodes yeah um, absolutely. really happy with them all so Tissy anything else no no uh, so until next time call you later <laughs> love please you please leave a message after you bye yeah. please leave a review after the show see ya Did you know that there are crypts underneath Bristol? No way. Where? Apparently. Is there an entrance? I don't know. I just... A colleague told me yesterday before I left, he's like, oh, you do an episode about the crypts underneath Bristol. don't know where they're about in Bristol. But... Apparently they celebrate those crypts every year. Christmas. Oh. <laughs> That's bad, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, that's awful. <laughs> Stinky. <laughs> that's a really shitty joke. Okay, I'm just going to check some audio. He really he like pulled me in. I'm like, oh, really? Every year? That's cool. What is it? What's the festival called? Crips. It's called Cripsmas. <laughs> oh, too oh. easy. Witty, witty. <laughs> shitty, witty. witty. Squitty, witty. Shitty, witty. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.